haven't hit the button already, Tim. I did. I did. Thanks for that, Tyson. Thanks no a lot. Thanks for ramping up the professionalism of this production. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, first of all, as per usual, I'd like to apologize for last week's podcast. And that means we can begin. So uh, this is the Memory Labs podcast. I'm Tim. I'm Jinji. And I'm Tyson. All right. And we are... What are we talking about today, guys? Well, last week we mentioned some uh, things we'd like to talk about from the Pro Tour, specifically standard stuff. And now that we've wrapped up our Saturday game day, we have some information from our own decks and a little brew that somebody wanted to play. Yeah, it, it was a pile of stuff that I... It has a lot of potential. I'm, I'm just going to say Stay with that for now. It's got a lot more potential moving forward. I yes. think it's pretty poorly positioned right now in the Coco meta. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Which we will get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that we later after that, we talk yes. about the top eight of the Pro Tour. All right. I so, so uh, let's start. Do we want to start with last place first? Yeah, place? we should, prob- we go? We should I mean, probably we start with last place yeah, and we work our way up to the better right. decks. Quote so we'll, we'll start at the bottom. <laughs> the better work our players. Way to the top. So in eighth place, we have Andrew Brown on Tamara Merge. Um, these deck lists are available on the Wizards page. I believe Timmy's going to do something that we'll have there and typed out for you guys to view as well. We've got them in front of us. but Yeah, I, uh, yeah we did mention how we were going to start shooting actual videos for the episode after this one. But spoiler warning, we might not. That will be something that's happening soon. But this one, obviously, if you're watching it on YouTube on a video, you're just seeing deck lists in front of you. So we're going to go ahead and I'm going to rattle through the deck list real quick. Main deck and then sideboard. Got a couple things highlighted that I want to talk about. So this is called Temer Emerge and was piloted by Andrew Brown, who took 8th place at the Pro Tour. Which means he's probably a far better player than any of us. Hey man, probably hey, so. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, don't discount my hidden talent. He <laughs> could beat you when he was 1. What? So, the first card on this list. Not the what? point. Is, is there a joke in there somewhere? Because I'm not entirely sure what you're talking about. All right, so Andrew Brown and Tamara Merge. <laughs> He's got four Jays for his prodigies, four Primal Druids, four Matter Reshapers, three Shaman of Forgotten Ways. And you can say it was spicy. forgotten. One Nissa Vastwood Seer, four Wretched Griff, one Lashweed Lurker, three Elder Deep Fiend for creatures, which gives us 24 creatures in the main. Right. He's got four Sorceries, Gather the Pack. Pretty good card. Okay. Eight instants in total, four Grapple the Past, uh, for Grapple with the Past, my apologies, and four Coslick's Return. He also has 24 lands, four Yavimaya Coast, four Shivan Reef, four Sanctum of Ugin, four Lumbering Falls, one Woodland Stream, four Forests, two Islands, and a Mountain. I don't think we have to spend too much time on the mana base. I think, uh... <laughs> I mean, Any this though. is actually super relevant for this deck because a lot of this mana base rotates. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, four Shivan Reef, four Yavimaya Coast is a massive hit to a three-colored deck like this. Yeah. But so, I want to point that out. This deck's like a two, three-month deck. Oh, well, yeah, because Shaman of the Forgotten Ways is from Dragons, isn't it? At the very least. It is, but that's not... Act- oh, like, so that's only highlighted. Walkers. Yeah, I mean, we lose Jace's. We lose Shaman. And uh, we lose Gather the Pack. We lose the Nissa. We lose Yavimaya Coast, Shivan Reefs, but like... Yeah, this deck isn't built to last long. No, no but while it's here, it's really good. Okay. So the reason that Shaman of Forgotten Ways is highlighted on my sheet is because that card just slept with nobody caring about it at all for the entire time it's been in Standard. Yeah. But now it gets to do this really, really cute thing where it taps to add two mana of any color, uh, any color combination to your mana pool... 
mm-hmm. and then sack off as three towards a merge. So this thing is five mana towards, you know, a Lashweed Lurker. Because it takes three off the colorless for its mana cost, which is two and a green. It taps itself to add blue and green to its mana pool. Mm-hmm. And then you get to play Lashweed Lurker for... Let's see. We just knocked five off of its cost, and one of it's the blue and green. So it's two generic mana to cast a Lashweed Lurker now. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, it you makes... You want to do that turn four. Yeah, you can potentially yep. do this on turn four, uh-huh. which is a huge tempo play, because Lashweed work, uh, Lurker has a cast trigger that it puts a non-land permanent on top of its owner's library. Right. So beyond that, this thing can also set up Elder Deep Fiend turns. Which basically times lock people on turn four. Yeah, like this actually makes Elder Deep Fiend Mistbind Click. Yeah. For anybody unfamiliar with Mistbind Click, it's a four mana, four, four. From Lorwyn Block, it champions a fairy when it enters the battlefield and t- has flash and taps all lands target opponent controls, I believe. And I really regret not siding in Trickbind against that stupid card. <laughs> God. No, I don't want to talk about Anyways, it. Anyways, we're on standard, <laughs> so we're not going to talk about we're it. We're not anyhow. talking about modern right now. But anyhow, that means Elder Deep Fiend can come down on turn four, tap all of your opponent's lands during their upkeep or draw step, and actually be misbind click in standard. Yep. On a 5-6. So, like, this is, that's massive for this deck. Beyond that, um, Kozlik's Return also triggers off of every single one of these Emerge creatures because they're all 7-mana Eldrazi's. Yep. <coughs> Something of note, though, also with this, is with Grapple of the Past, you can mill your Kozlik's Returns to set up huge Kozlik Returns. And you also don't have to worry about casting them for the actual red mana on top of yeah. that. Between Grapple with the Past and Gather the Pack, both. Yeah. So, like, this deck just has a ton of insane value cards. Like, Primal Druid's also really good. He's one and a green? Was it Primal Druid you just said? Yeah, I'm pulling up the Oracle. Primal Druid's one and a green. When he dies, you may search your library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle your library, and it's an 0-3. Yeah. So it gets in the way early and then sacks off to one of your bigger Eldrazi's later on in the game, reducing their mana cost by two, while getting another land. Mm-hmm. So, like, the deck just has all sorts of insane synergies like that built into it. It's got a lot of value. It does a lot of cool stuff. And it's just got all these fun little interactions. Uh, the biggest problem that this deck's going to have is finding something to replace the Yavamaya Coast and Shivan Reefs on rotation. Because once that happens, it doesn't have a smooth mana base that gives them their color mana untapped early. We, we're going to yeah. have to get something in Kaladin. Uh, there, yeah, we're probably going to have something, to be something. But, but we don't know what it is yet. Yeah. And until we see it and know, it's really hard to say a deck like this is going to stick around. I know that I know. Also, the fact that these are dual lands that come into play untapped is mm-hmm. huge. Technically, try lands while we have colorless mana symbols to worry about. Technically, yeah. yeah. I, uh,. I know this is a long shot, and I know this is probably not going to... Enemy enemy fetches, maybe? Doubt it. Eh. Eh. I can hope. Listen, it's not like... We can know. hope, but I doubt it's going to happen. Yeah. Wizards learned their mistake when we they gave us fetchable duels last time. Like, yeah. We still have the Tangos That's or right. Shadow... Uh, what do they call them? Battle Lands is what the big casters call them. I like to call them Tangos, because it takes two to Tango, and then they come in on that. But we're not going to have them. Probably not. Wizards learned very quickly no, I'm a saying, very harsh mistake about no, having they don't, tangos. They don't rotate. The, okay. Correct. The, yeah, the tangos don't rotate. About maybe, we'll, maybe, maybe we'll get the enemy tangos then. 
I would like to see the enemy tangos. That, that, I think that, that would be cool. That is actually more realistic. Yeah, the enemy tango lands might show up. I'm so, okay with that. onto the sideboard for this deck briefly. Nothing super exciting here. Um, they're playing four Traverse the Ovenwald on their board, which I am super excited that this card is getting some love finally. This card has so much potential. Yeah. Uh, it's a single green mana sorcery. Search your deck for a basic land, put it into your hand. Delirium, search your deck for any land or any creature and put it into your hand. So the payoff for having Delirium is massive, and this deck is built to get there. Um, that's shown by another card in the sideboard. So we have our four Traverse the Ubermolds, two News Constrictors, two Radiant Flames, two Kiora Master of the Depths, one World Breaker, one Eldrazi Obligator, one Ishkana Graf Widow, which is nothing to scoff at when we're on the Delirium plan, one Thought Not Seer, and one Emrakul the Promised Dead. Yeah. So, Emrakul's another breakout card for this set, where I thought it was going to be a good card. I did not think it was going to be this good in the coming standard. Yeah, it just kind of shows up basically all over the place. Um, it's a nice finisher for control decks. It's a very good finisher for a lot of decks. The fact that you get to take your opponent's turn afterwards yeah. and basically screw them as hard as you can and make their plays as... In, like, basically... You want to be good at playing bad magic if you're playing Emrakul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what the card does. It it punishes board stalls from your opponent. Like, if you're sitting there and you cast an Emrakul and you both have, like, five creatures, they have no creatures, you now have an Emrakul plus five creatures. Yeah, so Emrakul lets you make really poor attacks on their end to make them favorable for you. On top of casting their spells ineffectively... Plus, it's especially punishing against Collected Company, because you can look at the top six cards and then just opt and miss. Yeah. I mean, you can also hit and Reflector Mage of their own things. Yeah, like you can Reflector Mage your Emrakul back to your hand, for an example. Oh, yeah, I did see that happen once. That's, yeah, it was, that's pretty. It's happened a couple times on the Pro Tour stream. Yeah, and the, the adorable thing about doing that is you can then cast Emrakul on your next turn, because it went through their next upkeep. Yeah. Because they get, they get an extra turn. Yeah. Correct. It went through their turn cycle. Yeah, which is fantastic. All right, so that's enough about 8th place and Temer I can tell already this episode is going to make it that I miss playing Standard. I haven't been able to play Standard in like a month, and I'm just... Ugh. It's spicy. Yeah. It, it's, it's not fun. I really want to get... Especially with the full art promo of Unsubstantiate being the game day promos. I want so hard. But anyway, let's move on. Anyways, uh, number 7... The it seems like the lower end of the top eight is a bunch of ramp decks. Um, number seven's red green delirium ramp by Reed Duke. Uh, the things that stand out because it's basically just a ramp deck is Hedron Crawlers, one Sylvan Advocate. You know what? Keep going. The Sylvan Advocate's uh, a little weird to me. Yeah, the one is a little awkward. Uh, one Nissa's Vastwood Seer, one or two Ishkanas, which because it's a delirium deck. Uh, you can get Delirium fairly easily, so you're going to get some spiders off of that. One Olven Wild Hydra, which, if you can ask Tyson, that card is pretty, really, pretty really nuts. Good. It's half of a prime time. Um, two World Breakers, which are still busted. I think that card's nuts. World Breakers super strong still. Uh, two Dragonlord of Tarkus, which is kind of weird, because not that many oh, decks are playing it, it still. It's pretty stuck, because the deck doesn't have a super solid answer to Planeswalkers, and Dragonlord Atarka helps with that. I, I guess that's fair. Also, and then, Dragonlord Atarka is just okay. It, like, it, solidly okay. It's an 8-8 eight, eight for 7. 
With flying and trample. So it's... Flample is what they were calling I, it on the yeah, Star stream. Uh, it, yeah, well, They called flying trample flample. They did. Can we not? Can we not do this? Falafel. Can, we not, can we not take things that I love and turn them to shit? Can we not do that, please? Uh, and two Emrakuls. Uh, it, it's only playing 13 creatures for a ramp deck, which is fairly standard, I'd imagine. I actually think it's a little high, but Ishkana's so good. Yeah, Ishkan is nuts. Um, but the sorcerers are four traverses, which we already talked about how much value that can get, especially in a deck that's built on enabling delirium. Is Ishkana the one that we thought was basically made for EDH and is yes. taking over standards? Yeah, that card. The like, spider. We that was probably the most mispegged card by me specifically, if not <laughs> our entire group. Yeah. Because like, I looked at that card and was like EDH trash. I did not think of its implications. Of being five mana to just crush Spellcaller into the ground. Yeah. On top of being, like, it's really bad to Reflector Mage as well. Yeah. Because what are you going to do? Hit it? Okay, sweet. I have three more spiders. Well, yeah. The thing is, we didn't gauge Spellqueller properly. Yeah. So, of like, course, because we didn't gauge Spellqueller, we didn't en- we didn't really engage the things that worked around Spellqueller. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of mainly us misgaging Spellqueller screwed up the entire thing. Yeah, I mean, like... threw off the whole paradigm. We thought Spellqueller was good. I knew Spellqueller was good. I did not think it was going to be as good as it was and warp the format the way it did. It was definitely a wrecking ball here. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's the- even a wrecking ball in modern... I mean, it's picking up some play of modern. I wouldn't say it's a wrecking ball of modern. It's picking up some play. If it's not played much. effectively, it is. Yeah. You know, but. my my spirits deck, which I can't wait to play again. When is the next? I don't want to miss it. Um, it's a, not until September. Okay. Shit. Not until September. Or no? Then why it's, is there modern this coming yeah, Monday? It's this Monday. My bad. Jeez. Anyhow, that's our local Anywho. schedule. Yeah, if I can make it to that, I'm playing it. Uh, it's like only the- playing two Gather of the Packs, and there's 13 creatures that you can hit with it. Whatever. Uh, it also gets... Or no, Gather the Pack is not Grapple. Yeah, it, Gather the Pack only gets creatures. Um, four Nessus Pilgrimage, which is pretty standard at this point for a ramp deck. Yep. Four Grapple with the Pass, which... When you're trying to enable Delirium Milling cards, it's pretty good. That's the one that also finds the land. Yeah, that one does find the lands. Uh, three Causal Extra Turns. Removal. Of course, you know. Two Fiery Impulses. Two Hedron Archives. Four Vessel of Nascency. Nascency, I think. Nascency. Well, I'm not 100% sure on how to pronounce it, but I think it's Nascency. Um, whenever I played this deck, I didn't really like the card, but now and, that they're trying to enable Delirium, I see where it fits. I mean, this is a, this is different from the deck that I've been playing for a while yes. and that I've been letting you borrow. Yeah, I know, but I mean, like seeing how the, de- the card's power level is, I don't really mm-hmm. enjoy it as a card, but I see why it needs to be in here, because it's... Gives you the sixth type to help enable Delirium easier. Because you have the artifacts with the Hedron Archives, the instant sorceries, you have the creatures. Uh, you have land. The, the interesting thing about the lands is you there's two Jonyard Temples in this deck. Mm-hmm. So you can choose to get something else with the Grapple with the Pass and then bring back the Jonyard Temples. Yep. I find this list very interesting that it runs 22 lands and four of them are the Shadowlands game trail. That's so this deck wants to be casting early and often on curve. Oh, okay. Its land count is a little low, and I do think it's a little weird. But when you're playing the four traverses and the four grapples, so you can find, like, you know, your evolving wilds you spent early off your grapple and things like that, it gives you a little bit of leeway in how many you have to play. Yeah. Yeah, it just feels odd that there's four game trails and one Cinderglade and not, like, the other way around. 
So the Cinderglade's really bad for this type of deck early, where the game yeah. trail's really good. Because, like, you game trail revealing anything, and then you get to traverse for another land. Mm-hmm. Which, like, which it, is it, it lets you have turn one and two yes. plays. All right. Um, the really interesting thing about this deck to me is the Shaman of the Forgotten Ways in the board. Yeah, so Shaman of the Forgotten Ways is another, like, again, this card just lurked with complete irrelevancy for the longest time. I'm assuming it comes in against removal light decks, uh, just because you know, it's tap, add two mana of any color for your creatures. Yeah, mana so, dorks are pretty risky right now, but it seems like removal's not a huge thing anymore. Um, the other thing about him is he is a little hard to kill for the removal in standard right now, because he is a 2-3, so he's got the big butt. Right. Like, he passes the fiery impulse test, so to speak, where if it doesn't have spell mastery, it doesn't die. Yeah, but Fiery Impulse is almost... What's that was Fiery Impulse? It knows in... Uh... Origins, it rotates soon, but so yeah. does Shaman. Yeah, they rotate together. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. I mean, other than that, it just looks like a pretty cookie-cutter deck. I mean, there's... Along with the Pro Tour, I mean, there's a lot of things that the pros have tested, which, if you watch the Pro Tour, this just looks like any other red-green ramp deck. Yeah, so, like, I really like that it has the Delirium built into it. <laughs> Delirium's a mechanic I think is cool. The fact that it lets you have your traverses become super value later, and it gets to play Ishkana. Is this one in the main of the board? This one has two Ishkana, Ishkana in the main. main. So the fact that you get to play Ishkana for super value is just really good. I think that you brought this up the one time about... I don't know if it was about this deck in particular, but since you are playing the Ishkanas, and you are playing the uh, Nessus Pilgrimages, playing and the Evolving the Wilds, swamp. playing the Single Swamp, so that way you can start... Yeah, I would really like to see Bliss doing that, but at the same time, I can understand why they're not. Yeah. But, like, you're playing the Traverse, you're playing the Evolving Wilds. This one's not playing Explosive Vegetation, so it doesn't have the same leeway. Nissa's Pilgrimage only finds Forest. Oh, so that's right. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's a drawback for that. But, I mean, you're but, playing like, Grapple has, with the Past, Traverses, and Evolving Right, wilds. it has a decent number of ways to find the Swamp. I would really like to see lists like this playing one basic Swamp just for the ability to do that. Yeah. Because, I mean, like,. Like, this deck's running 10 forests, like, you can fairly easily cut one of them for... Yeah, you could probably cut one. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't have... I mean, no, that doesn't really work. I was going to say just play a land or waste. No, you can't play land or waste on the traverse and stuff. Anyways. So, on to sixth place, which is... Which is another red-green ramp deck, but this one does not focus around Delirium. Yeah, so, I think... That that is weird, because this one's playing more Ishkanas, yeah. but it doesn't have... It's not as invested in Delirium. It's not playing... Um, it's not playing the Vessel, which is huge for turning on Delirium. Well, let's just go down the list real fast. It's playing two Chandra Flame Callers, three Emrakul, four Hanger Backwalker, which is really good for Delirium, mm -hmm. because you can just play it for zero if you need to to get the artifact and the creature in the yard. No, yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Uh, three Ishkanas, one Worldbreaker, four Collective Defiance. Isn't that the card that you really like, Tyson? Uh, it is a card that I do enjoy. Uh, we'll talk about it specifically a little more here after we finish the rest of the list. Uh, Didn't we talk about that last week, though? Yeah, It I was so. mentioned, uh, I believe. Four Nessus Pilgrimage, four Tormenting Voice, which is really adorable. It, it helps get your Delirium because you can discard, discard whatever you want. Mm -hmm. uh, four Traverse the Oval Walls, 
Four fiery impulse, three cause lex returns. Wait, that's fiery impulse with a tormenting voice? Wouldn't that be fiery temper? It, no, weird. it says impulse. That's it says weird. impulse. I, I don't know. That's really weird. Because you think I, I think he's looking to. I don't know what he's looking to describe. Yeah, like voice. why would he? Why would he run the impulse, which relies on spell map? Well, I guess he does have a ton of sorceries. He's got a lot of instances and sorceries. Yeah. Yeah. Ramp decks do. Yeah, which is there's different forms of ramp deck. There's creature ramp, which. But I feel like he'd want to use fiery temper, which is just infinitely better in this. It is if you're discarding to one of your yes. effects. Otherwise, it's pretty poor. Uh, also, the thing with this is, since you have spell mastery so much, Nissa's pilgrimage just gets you two fours to your hand. Yeah. And you just discard one to the tormenting voice. Yeah. It does make a lot of value very quickly. Well, yes. the thing is, uh, casting the tormenting voice, discarding the temper to it, gives gives you spell mastery. Can't even talk right now. Gives you spell mastery immediately anyway. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm not the one that played the deck. That also involves you having three mana on your turn to play, though. Yeah. Eh. Anywho, it's interesting to see some of the stuff in the board for a ramp deck. It's running uh, two Dragonlord Tarkas, three Goblin Dark Dwellers in the board, which I don't know how I feel about that. Um, It's probably fine, because you can Dark Dwellers back to Collective Defiance and get a new hand. I, I guess that's reasonable. What is that thing? Weaver of Lightning? Weaver of Lightning is adorable. That's a new werewolf. It's two and a red for its mana cost. Um, oh my god, this oh, is not got, the card I thought it was. No, hold on, I got I'm it. I'm so sorry, I lied to you. Two and a red, it's a creature, human shaman. Has reach. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, Weaver of Lightning deals one damage to target creature and opponent controls. Oh my god. A red <laughs> I think sweet. It's a one four, so I'm assuming it's just it just comes in against um, humans or any sort of little dude deck because it just yeah it just pinging pinging people off seems fine for a ramp deck that's trying to live. Yeah, so it's really good at just killing creatures. Uh, I thought it was Weaver of Storms, which is the werewolf, because they're both weavers. Yeah. But no, this is definitely an interesting deck. I'm assuming with, <clears throat> since the Tarkers, Dragonlord Tarkers on the board is running two Draconic Roars in the board too, which I'm assuming that just comes in against creature heavy decks because it just gives you more removal and a 8-8 that flamples. <laughs> no! Don't! No! All right, no, maybe no. I'm lying. I can't remember the werewolf that I'm thinking of, but somebody was asking me about it the other day. I don't know. All right, so... Yeah, this deck's pretty sweet, but again, red, green, uh, rampless are pretty stock. Yeah, they're pretty standard now since they've been around for a while. <laughs> standard? In standard? <laughs> I did not mean to do that. The Collective Defiance <laughs> is the cool card of this list. Um, it's basically a Chandra Zero on a three mana sorcery. One red, red's the cost. Uh, it also has Escalate, so it has some flexibility. It can deal three to a player and four to a creature, so it can also function as removal. Or damage to a planeswalker. It's like it's just got a handful of good effects. Yeah, yeah. But this deck really, really wants. Yeah. See, discards. So that's that's how many? That's ten discard effects, very possibly. So I'm still confused as to why fiery temper isn't in there. I just don't think fiery temper is good enough for that deck. This deck wants its removal early to help stem bleeding against the super aggro decks. Yeah. So like that's where fiery impulse. It doesn't really, comes really need the synergy from the tempers. Yeah. All right, well, 
Are we ready to move on to number five? Yeah. Over to number five. Okay, so... Because everything in the bottom half's ramp decks. Basically. That was Except three of the four. <laughs> well, now we're at number five, where, of course, predictably, these are going to be here. It's a Bant Coco deck by Yuda Takahashi. Uh, it's... Actually, I, I just grabbed the decks that I knew all the cards in, because, like I said, I've been playing. So there's not a whole lot of anything new in this one. Uh, four Duskwatch Recruiter, four Reflector Mage, four Sylvan Advocate, four Tireless Tracker, four Jace Vrin's Prodigy, and two Nissa Vassward Seer. And I skipped the one new card that's in this deck, which is four Spell Queller. Of course. Okay. You gotta make room for that. You gotta make room for that in your Bant Coco deck. Are you sure that goes in Bant Coco? I don't think it fits. Apparently it does. So we got Instance for... <laughs> Shut up. Well, I was wrong. <laughs> Alright, not really. I knew that card was going no, way it's into that go deck. It, it, we, as soon as we saw it, it's like, that's going in Band Coco. It's done. Uh, so, of course, the instance, because it's called Band Coco, right on the tin, we have four Collected Company. Of course. Um, four Dromoka's Command and one Ojutai's Command. And then for our mana base, we have four Forest, one Island, four Plains, three Canopy Vista, four Evolving Wilds, two Lumbering Falls, three Prairie Stream, four Yavamaya Coast. So let's talk about this main board. How samey it is, other than the spell quellers that we just dropped right in to there. To be fair, the deck was good to begin with. Well, yeah, of course. Um, it has all the tools. It's just good stuff. Yeah, you know? it was it was basically a toolbox deck that got a new tool. Yeah. Like, I was trying to, like, it, it got a power tool, I kind of want to say, because that card's <laughs> nuts. Okay, sure. <laughs> I mean, oh, I used nuts in a sentence with tools. Oh, Jesus. Do we really have <laughs> anything to talk about in this deck that we haven't mm -hmm. talked about already while bitching about this archetype? So, I actually am not sure how I feel about that one Ojitai's command. Yeah? I mean, in this list, yeah. It's a little strange. Um, the only things that really gets back are the Sylvan Advocate and the Jaces. Yeah. But at the same time, it's also counter draw, draw game four, counter game four. So like, it's still got some flexibility. Counter a creature spell specifically. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel yeah. like it really has enough value to be in there. It is, it does kind of feel like a random card in this. Yeah. All right. So let's move over to the sideboard. Okay. So the sideboard has three Lamhold Pacifists, four Negates, two Declaration in Stones, two Hallowed Moonlight, one Summary Dismissal, two Lantern Scouts, and the Caustic Caterpillar. What's a caterpillar? <laughs> the cost of caterpillar is the one where you sack and destroy an artifact, isn't it? I think so. Uh, it just shows an artifact or an enchantment. Is it whenever it enters or on sack? It's on sack. I do okay. remember that. Caustic caterpillar. Oh, you got to pay one green. Sacrifice caustic caterpillar, destroy target artifact or enchantment, and it okay. costs a green to get it onto the field. Yeah. Okay. So it costs a green. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's talk about that card for a second. What's it really want to hit? Uh. Like, what's its goal? Hedron archive. Maybe. Maybe. I think it just want to hit, wants to hit, like, the Silk Wraps and Stasis Snares of the world. That aren't in any of these things. No, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Caustic Caterpillar really looks lackluster in, uh, in the current the meta in that yeah. list. Yeah. Yeah. And Lantern Scout, what does that even do? It doesn't have, like, Lantern Scout is a 3-2 with Rally. The, whenever it or another ally enters the battlefield, creatures you control gain lifelink until end of turn. I know that okay. card. Okay. That card's great. Is it great? Yeah, that card's really um, good. Between okay, yeah, because no. you're like... Yeah, you buy back your link. Sylvan Advocate, give your field lifelink. Yeah. Seems alright to me. Yeah, that card's right. nuts. Uh, Reflector Mage is also a human wizard ally, I believe. I am pretty no. sure he's an ally. He's not an ally, I don't... Um, mm, I don't think he'd have that many Oracle likes. Text. 
I'm checking it right now. Yeah, he's only a human wizard. I guess he's right. Yeah, no, he's not an ally. I, I could have told uh. you that right off, yeah. So yeah, it's like the only ally they got here is Sylvan Advocate. And itself. And it's... Uh... <sighs> and it's bad at the point where... You can hit him. I kind of want uh, to. So let's look at this next sideboard. Like, what all did it have again? Uh, did it have a Gideon? Cause no. Nope. Uh, no. See, decks like this having Gideon pumping out allies makes Lantern Scout have a lot more value. Yes, yes. does, in fact. Um, the funny thing is about... You want to you want to talk about things that are out of place real quick. The one Ojutai's command, and then one summary dismissal. The summary dismissal so, is kind of supposed to be there. Yeah, the summary like, dismissal is fairly stock in the blue decks, um, because people the, are just afraid of losing to Emrakul. Yeah, and they want to have that. Like, I think you should be playing more than one if you're playing the card. If we're going to be honest, yeah. Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying like, about it. Just having a random one off for that. It's they would kind of need a little more consistency, wouldn't they? Yeah, and that's the thing that I'm kind of eh with that one summary dismissal that we see in a lot of these list sideboards as we get deeper into the top eight. Um, a lot of like everything blue in the top eight uh, is playing like one summary dismissal on their board, and it just feels super out of place. Yeah, um, I, I feel like I do in my list. We were going to talk about my list, but I don't have it with me, and I haven't played it in ages. But like, I believe I have two summary dismissal in the main, and then two in the side in case shit hit really hits the fan. Because I am afraid of Ulamog. I haven't had to play against Emrakul yet, but I am so afraid of Ulamog, it's not even funny. So I tech directly against that. I don't care what I'm playing against. If I'm not playing against Ulamog, I'll just side it out. Like, I'm just keeping it in there in case that game won, because, you know... Losing to Ulamog is so soul-crushing. Like, I don't want to go through that, you know? So, if these decks had a good way to find that summary dismissal, I'd like it as a one-of. But these decks don't really have a way to find their instants and sorceries. They've only right. got ways to find their creatures. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think summary dismissal should be a two-of in lists that are playing it. Potentially a three-of if you're a more dedicated control deck. Right. So, what I just said. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm agreeing. Yeah. I, I don't think one summer dismissal is enough by no. any stretch of the imagination for anybody playing the damn thing. But the interesting thing about this list is it's running two hollowed moonlights, which is specifically for the mirror. I was just going to which say that there yes. was only what like twenty percent of it there. Yes, well, it's a it's it was the majority of the decks there, but so decks at the Pro Tour fell into three lists. You had Coco decks, yeah. You had Liliana decks, yeah. And you had Emrakul decks, yeah. If you were not one of these decks, you did not top eight. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely I definitely feel like... Actually, I wonder if I put Hallowed Moonlight in the board of my standard deck. Because I'm still building the board. Because like I said, I've played it like maybe once. I mean, Hallowed Moonlight's just a generically good card. Um, it hedges against the mirror. And, like, if it's 20% of the meta, one in five people you're going to be playing are on Bancoco. Especially as you go further into the tournament and you yeah. get to the, like, higher brackets where other people are playing that deck... It increases the odds that you're going to run into that mirror, and it's just a generically good card. It, Worst yeah. case scenario, it's one white instant speed draw card. And not only that, but you know, I don't think many people are going with the, uh, going with the, uh, oh, what's the Westvale Abbey? I don't think many people are going with that anymore. But even if they do like any secure the way shenanigans, you just hallowed moonlight too. It has multiple applications, if not just collected company. It also yeah. shuts down Chandra upticks, mm-hmm. Kali toss replacement effect, getting zombies. Yeah, basically anything that pulls from the graveyard too, I believe. Yes, it would shut down graveyards. Yeah, uh, graveyard recursion as well. So ha- hallowed so like, moonlight uh, has a lot of applications here, and I've ever since I saw it spoiled, I 
like, I thought this card was going to see more play, and I feel like it's been very unappreciated the entire time it was in Standard. For the most part, it's been a 2 of, and realistically, I think it's fine as that. No, I mean, I, I'm just starting to see it now. Like, there for a while, it yeah. wasn't showing up in it anything. It wasn't anywhere. So, now that it's actually seeing play, I'm pretty happy about that, because that was one I, I saw and I kind of thought would do more than it has up to now. All right, so on to fourth place. Yep, on to fourth place. Uh, it was this Louis Scott Vargas or Louis yeah. Louis Scott Louis. Vargas? Louis okay. Scott Vargas, okay. aka LSV. If you say LSV, everyone will know exactly who you're talking about. Okay, so I this ten is, doesn't. Well, I just yeah. Most I'm, people will know who you're talking about. But this is another Bant Coco list. In fact, I'm just going to read off the last one. No, it's not the same thing. The reason that they'll know who he is is because he's a, a Pro Tour Hall of Famer. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Also that. <laughs> So we got, in this list, we got four Sylvan Advocate, four Duskwatch Recruiter, one Jace Vrinz Prodigy, uh, four Spell Queller, four Reflector Mage, uh, and this one changes up a bit with four Selfless Spirit, three Tireless Tracker, and two Archangel Avacyn. So, so uh, Archangel, Archangel Avacyn. Yeah, yeah. It has a lot of those, uh, it's a, a lot of make my creatures indestructible effects. You know so really I cute? really like the Selfless Spirit and Archangel Avacyn in this list. Those yeah. cards are great. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Gingy yeah. as you were. Uh, what's really cute is if they have an Avacyn in play already, mm -hmm. and then you take their turn, you can force them to attack and you with something, block it, so that way the Avacyn blows up their board. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they do have a 6-5 then, but you have a 13-13. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't have a board other than that. So so then we got to go into the instance, which is four Collected Company, four Dromoka's Command, like super standard here. The, the same, you know, eight instants you'd expect in this. This and isn't super standard. This is regular standard. It's super standard. I don't know. It's a good chunk of the meta. It's super standard. Yeah. And then uh, we're going to skip the land base because it's very similar to the last one. But this one's playing a 26th land. Well, yeah, but whatever. It's also not playing that one random-ass Ojitai's command. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is just fairly... <laughs> one random-ass Ojitai's command. Yep. So basically... Which is a yeah, little it's, it's upsetting, in my opinion, because this thing buying back Selfless Spirit for the blowout is ridiculous. Yeah, so Ojitai's command... I would command, like to see the Ojitai's command in this list. Actually, we were... Again, the standard deck that I can't remember that I didn't bring with me that we were going to talk about. Mm -hmm. Two Ojitai's command and three Selfless Spirits. Yeah. Yeah, I do that. Sounds pretty good doing yeah, that. Yeah, I, I do that. I do that. I have the spell quellers to reflect. Like, mine's Bant too, but mine's not Bant Coco. The only things it has in green are the Sylvan Advocates and Tamios. And not the Cocos. I, yeah, I don't really feel like there's room for the Cocos in there, oddly enough. So, to play a Coco deck, you have to build a Coco deck. If you're yeah. not playing 26, like, realistically, 24 is your low end for creatures to play a Coco deck and reliably hit. Yeah, I think I'm, like, right at the cusp. I'm at, like, 18 creatures, I think. That's not even near yeah, close enough. Yeah, but, but anyway, like, I bring up Tamio because that's in the sideboard of this deck. Hey, I really like that card. Yes, me I too. I still do. I'm super surprised at, well, I guess uh, we'll wait till the next list to talk about it. The next? It's on the next list. Oh, the is it? it super surprises me. Well, we don't have anything else to talk about on this list. Well, we, we can talk about Tamio, like... The thing that surprises me is the next list. Oh, the thing. Okay, so I guess what we're. So let's just go over the side. Tamio is basically Edric by Master Tress. But Tamio has a lot of value. I remember discussing in detail what that card can do in Bant Mirrors. Whenever you've got Sylvan Advocates just bashing into each other, not doing anything. Yep. Just um, keep drawing cards. Just keep drawing cards. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that Tamio was not 
at this Pro Tour that much, and it was a sometimes two of, maybe in the sideboard, really surprised me. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is card a card I definitely mainboard all day. Just because, you know, it gives you card draw. It takes care of that, you know, it gives you card draw, it gives you... Is it tap or untap? It I, taps. It taps, yeah. And then that omniscience that you're uh, probably very... It's gonna, You're going to have to defend a lot, but, you know. Not only does it tap, they don't untap during their yeah. controller's next untap step. Yeah. It's, like, super valuable. Haven't haven't played standard in a long time. Actually, we're talking about the Ojitai's Command. This one has two of them in the sideboard. So, so it is there. I believe this one also had a card that the lists are starting to tech that I, I forgot to highlight when I was doing them. Uh, three Did Gnarl Wood Dryad? No, the nope. Subjugator Angel. Oh, the subjugator. So one Subjugator Angel. Okay. So that is their hedge against Emrakul. That is the Bat Dex hedge against Emrakul. Uh, it is four white white. It is an angel, obviously. Its name is Subjugator well, yeah. Angel. It's on the tin, buddy. Uh, it has a tap ability, an enter the battlefield ability to tap all creatures your opponents control. Oh, that's nice, actually. And it's a 4-3 flyer. That's nice. So the reason this is their hedge against Emrakul is because whenever they've got it, it's a basically one-sided board wipe. Because if I've got it in my hand, my opponent doesn't want to cast it on their Emrakul to turn and tap down their field. But they really don't have a good way to get rid of it either. So when it comes back to my turn, I just drop the Subjugator Angel and swing for lethal. Yep. This is how Coco is trying to deal with the Emrakul decks. Mm. And does this one have any summary dismissals in it? No, not I don't at think all. this one even has summary dismissal, but no. I feel it's more... I feel it's better suited in this one than the other one, because this one has Tamiyo to try drawing the cards. Mm-hmm. And it'll again, I really would have liked to see it as a 2 of. Yeah. Yeah, this one has Clash of Wills instead. Um, Clash of Wills... Good because it lets you play the pseudo tempo game that this deck wants to play. Because mm -hmm. like you're repping spell queller, and if you don't have the spell queller and you put it in the clash of wills, you have another way to just get them. Yeah. So did we actually go through the whole sideboard, or did we just skip the Tamiyo? I think you just skipped the Tamiyo. So and we got. Then I backtracked to Subjugator. So we got in the sideboard. We have one Jace Prince Prodigy to put a whole two in the deck. One Tireless Tracker. You know the fourth. Two Clash of Wills. One Negate for some reason. A Subjugator Angel, the two Ojitai's Command, two Tamiyo Field Researcher, two Nissa Vastwood Seer, and three Gnarlwood Dryad. Round out the, the 75 on this list. Gnarlwood Dryad is especially good in the mirror as well. I don't know if the deck can even hit... Um, I don't think the list can even hit Delirium, if we're going to be honest. I don't think it's trying. However, with the Jaces, um, the Jaces might help a smidge. No, I mean, like, I don't believe it's actually physically possible. It, it's physically oh. possible they go creature after instant they land. After they oh, board, yeah. it's possible. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's actually impossible for them to hit Delirium. Until without, they board. Without boarding and having Tamiyo their planeswalkers. Yeah. Just Tamiyo, yeah. Yeah. Um, but... It's a 1-1 one -one that's really, really good at killing opposing Sylvan Advocates. It's yeah. a 1-1 one -one with Death Touch. It's all you need. Yeah. Getting your layering with that card just gravy. Alright, so I think I think that's all. Speaking of gravy, that's all we can get out of that list. So! Right. So that's your number four list. Alright. So here we go. The breakout card. The deck I called it to be good in. Oh my Black God. Green Delirium played by Sam Party. First card on the list, Planeswalkers, four, Liliana, the Last Hope. Mm-hmm. You is looked that... at that card? Judge. Yes? There's a flavor fail. Oh? They're playing Final Hope, or the Promised End and the Last Hope together. 
I don't like it. We'll Can't be right. Do you really think people give a crap about lore in this game? No. We'll be alright. They just want to win. So anyhow, for Liliana the Last Hope, this card slices, it dices, it buys back other creatures, and it, boy does it ever catch Okay, fish. calm your calm yourself, because they're not playing Kali Toss with it to get maximum it, value. No, no, no. Ah. Maximum value is getting back your flipwalkers with it. Mm. Alternatively... Getting back your Ishkana that you lost earlier. So anyhow, go. that's also pretty good. For Liliana the Last Hope, card is absolutely phenomenal. Enables Delirium really well. Nukes opposing Sylvan Advocates into the ground so you can swing past them. Yours battle favorably now. And they just won't want to block them realistically. Yeah. It's like, Liliana the Last Hope is a card that I said was going to be really good in the shell. I like the card design. I don't think it should be the, like... 40-ish dollar card it is now? I think it's like 50. I, I think it's like... <laughs> I think, realistically, this is like a 15 to 20 dollar card. Yeah. But, it's like 40-some dollars right now. So, whatever. Um, creatures for this deck. Four Grim Flare. Another card that I said was absolutely phenomenal. Really good in this type of deck. Two Sylvan Advocate. Two Ishkana Graph Widow. Again, a card that we just drastically overlooked, did not acknowledge its power level, didn't think of its applications in the meta versus Spellcaller versus Reflector Mage. Oversight on our end. Pros didn't miss that, though. Of um, course they did. Obviously they don't. They're professionals. Like, yeah. we're okay, but we're not going to be able to play test as much as they do and also, do what yeah, they do. Yeah, they, they and specifically think like they get paid to, like... Uh, I forget what I watched, but it was something about what pros did on a daily basis. And, like, they just draft cases on end of this stuff waiting for the pro tour. I haven't even been able to open a single pack since the pre-release, no, like, so I don't want to talk they, about it. They, <laughs> they draft, play, draft again, play, draft again, and play. Oh, it sounds like life. So anyhow, oh, I love drafting! They got their two-ish kind of draft. I just want to draft. Anyway, what? I don't know if you'd want to draft there, because it's just... Eight pros. I don't mean three drafting with them. Tireless I just mean drafting. I just like drafting. They got their three tireless trackers. Two Nissa Vastwood Seer. Mm-hmm. One Emrakul, the Promised End. One Dem Protector. Yeah. Sorceries, they've got three Ruinous Path. Four Traverse the Ovenwald. Three Languish. Instance. Four Grasp of Darkness. Two Ultimate Price. One Murder. Lands, pretty stock here. Five Forests, seven Swamps, four Evolving Wilds, four Hissing Quagmires, four Land of Warways. So... The things that I, like, Liliana's phenomenal in this deck. It's absolutely amazing. It's ridiculous. It's powerful. It does everything this deck wants it to do. And the emblem was actually designed to win games through being mind-controlled by Emrakul, which mm. is something fun to note. Okay. Um, so they've got Liliana to beat the Emrakul yeah, decks. Yeah, to get two That's steps, not a don't flavor you? fail. Mm, it's good flavor. <laughs> Tasty. So... They've got the Liliana. They get to buy back their cards. They get to make the emblem. They get zombies. They'll have they'll have a ridiculous number of zombies after being mind controlled by Emrakul. Because they'll have an additional end step. Yeah. Because Correct. they'll have their end step from their controlled turn, and then they'll have their end step from their actual turn. Right. But the big thing is they'll have their end step from their controlled turn, because those ones can attack the turn after you've been mind controlled by Emrakul. Yeah. Because you know, you can't miss the trigger. It's just how it is. Um Grim Flare, really good at setting up early delirium. It's a 2-2 for black and a green. It get it has trample by default. Whenever it hits, you look at the top three cards. You can pitch two to the yard, leave one on top, so you're setting up your draw steps whenever it hits. 
and whenever Delirium's active, it's a 4-4 with Trample. So you get to do this even more with a faster clock. Ishkana, again, card that we overlooked. Phenomenal card, great in these types of decks. You play it, you block with it, you let it die, you Liliana it back, you play it again. Do we actually talk about what Ishkana does? Uh, I know we did in the last podcast, but I guess we'll go over it real Makes quick. spiders. Yeah. Ishkana is four and a green. It's a three five with reach. Uh, it has delirium. Whenever it enters the battlefield, you know, if you have delirium, when it enters the battlefield, you get three one two green spider tokens with reach. Uh, for six and a black, you it's got an activated ability, six and a black. Each opponent loses life equal to the number of spiders you control? I think so. Or target opponent. Don't I know. think it's each. We'll have to pull up the text on that one. Um, we'll run it up real quick. Okay. But or it's also a 3-5 on its own. Yeah, like so, it's a 3-5 for 5 on its own. Uh, six and a black target opponent loses one life for each spider you control. So yeah, just all around generically good card. It does also Something include we itself for that ability, so you can ping them for four. If you have all of your spiders still, yeah, you can ping. You can start draining them for four on turn seven, which makes a very short clock for uh, for a deck that is playing it. Because worst case scenario, you're in a combat stalemate. You use it five turns, and you probably win the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by um, this point, you're best case scenario, you've probably dealt them a couple points of damage with your Grim Flayers, yes. your Sylvan Advocates, your Tireless Trackers getting in there. And then next thing you know, it takes like one, maybe two Ishconograph Widow activations to kill somebody. Okay. So, like, card's just really, really good. Again, Traverse the Ovenwald, another great card for Delirium, picking up a lot of popularity. Um, like, it's a four of and a lot of these lists in the top eight, honestly. It's a great like, card. Specifically, the Ramp list, the Emerge list, the Delirium list. Yeah. The card is all over. It, it exploded just like Liliana did. Not to the same value, obviously. Uh, Traverse the Ovenwald's like up to five bucks now. It was two. Okay. But that's still a significant jump. A 250% increase is nothing to scoff at. Yeah. Um, you now it's playing Languish because Languish is just a generically good card. Ruinous Path, again, generically good card. It's got a Dem Protector that it can start looping with the Liliana of the Last Hope and the Dem Protector Unmorph to buy back some of these cards if it wants to. Yep. This deck just has a bunch of interactions that are really, really cool and really, really good. It's got a lot of power. It does a lot of things. And this is probably the deck that I was most excited to see in the top eight because it's the deck that I most believed had the home for Liliana. Yep. And I believed Liliana was a good card. The fact that it's playing Emrakul as well is just icing on the cake because this thing traverses for Emrakul, casts it for like eight mana, and this is like, oh, by the way, I'm going to win this game. Yep. So onto its sideboard. It has one more Languish, giving it the full four in the deck. It's got two Transgress the Mine in the sideboard, two Duress in the sideboard, two Kalitas Trader of Get, because Timmy was complaining about it. there it is, there it is. Two Dark Petition to find whatever you need. Yep. Uh, Fun fact about Dark Petition, you can use it to find a Liliana and then cast the Liliana off the Spellmastery mana, Mm -hmm. which is just super good value. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, One Infinite Obliteration, which is really good at pegging those Emrakul decks. Yeah. Um, one Guilt Leaf Winnower, which I thought was adorable tech. It is Guilt. adorable. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to go over this one real quick because nobody knows what this card does. People are just like scratching their head like, what? Yeah, like that's literally what I just did. Like, what? He's probably talking about me right now. Uh, I wasn't actually talking about you, but I figured people listening would be. So it's three black black. It's an elf warrior. Mm-hmm. It has menace. 
When Guiltleaf Winnower enters the battlefield, you may destroy target non-elf creature whose power and toughness aren't equal. So let's go over a couple of cards that have power and toughnesses that aren't equal. Okay. That do not want to be dealing with five drops. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, Spell Queller. <laughs> that doesn't want to deal with this thing. Because uh-uh. it just advocate. dies to it. it that does uh, Sylvan also. Advocate's an elf. Mm-hmm. Uh, destroy target elf. non-elf. Sylvan Advocate is an elf. Ishkana. Ishkana dies to it. Worldbreaker dies to it. Worldbreaker, Tireless Tracker, Dem Protector, Kalidus, Gisela, Bruna. Like, the list of cards that this thing just murders is massive. Mm-hmm. And actually, it, it does a very good job at it. Actually, you could do it to Avison too, if you have Liliana out and you plus Liliana. Uh, yes. Because minus Correct. two, minus one, and then you just take out Archangel Avis. Actually, yeah, that's a synergy that I overlooked. This can kill anything that gets hit with Liliana. Basically Pretty much. Anything. Almost anything. So there you go, Liliana with that, and it works fairly well. Because, you know, if it's not something you hit with Liliana to do it, it kills it innately anyway. Yeah, so like, yeah. that's one I didn't even think of. Good job, Tim. Yep. Um, like, it just kills tons of stuff. I'm here to think outside the box. <laughs> You're becoming a better player. Yeah, yes. like, the only super relevant... Two, three, or non-same power and toughness card that this thing doesn't kill in standard is Sylvan Advocate. Mm-hmm. Everything else it just murders shamelessly. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Um, one dead weight. I'm almost. I'm probably gonna build another Golgari deck. Son of a bitch. I don't wanna. I like my Bant deck. Build this. I know. One I, dead just, I just like Golgari. I just like Golgari. I don't know why. One seasons past oh, to go with I those, have to build that no to close those dark Why? to go with those dark petitions. Why? Why does it have to have four lilies? No. One conclave naturalist uh-huh. and one virulent plague. What does conclave naturalist do? Isn't that an uncommon from Origins? What the hell is that? It's an uncommon elf, I believe. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. Conclave Naturalist. Jesus, I'll just take green. this. It's a dryad. When <laughs> yeah. Conclave Naturalist enters the battlefield, you may destroy target artifact or enchantment. Okay. So it's a 4-4 four, four for 5 that does something when it enters, which is, again, nothing to scoff at. Yeah. And then oh, the one of Virulent Plague to Dark Petition for is just a silver bullet for anything that's trying yeah, to do a bunch of Yeah, let me see a second, because it sounds like it has a lot of... Oh, okay, I understand why everything's so costly, because it'll traverse and languish until it's ready... To, and grasp and, ult, and just kill everything until it's ready to or, do whatever it wants. Yeah. Th- see, that's the thing, is this deck is one of those, like, modal-type decks, where it has hands where it's just going to draw an aggressive hand yep. with those Grim Flayers, that Sylvan Advocate, yep. or um, it's going the Tireless to draw, Trackers. Or it's going or, to draw a hand where nothing survives on your opponent's field until you're ready to do whatever you want to do. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, Sylvan uh, Liliana pairs really well with all the removal in that deck. Things that normally wouldn't die get to die because they've got that extra minus one. Yeah. Also, this deck can do something interesting because it can go into the middle ground of playing like a Grim Flayer and just protecting it by killing everything else. Yeah, like this deck can play, it can play aggressive, it can play pseudo tempo, it can play pseudo control. Like this deck just has a lot of functions and it gets to do a lot of things. And I really like that about this deck. So, Power. yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just leave that over here. Over here closer <laughs> to where I have to put my stuff whenever I put my stuff away. So, we yeah, know what we'll Tim's taking that. home tonight. Yeah. I'm going to take that home. I'm going to have dinner with it. And some wine and dancing. Um, All right. <laughs> some so, wine and dancing with a deck list. Second place. Owen Turtonwald on Temer Emerge. 
He beat LSV in the semis to get there, which makes me sad because I'd rather see LSV win. But <laughs> that's a story for another time. Okay. So, his time on merge list is a little different from our 8th place one. This one is one Chandra Flamecaller. So, it's already started off by playing a Planeswalker, which the other one did not. Yeah. Admittedly, it's one Planeswalker, but it's a Planeswalker. Three Emrakul, the Promised End. Two, uh, three Elder Deep Fiend. One Wretched Griff. Four Gnarlwood Dryad. Three Pilgrim's Eye. Two Ishkana Graph Widow for the creature base. 16 creatures in total. Right. Eight Sorceries. Four Gather the Pack. Four Nissus Pilgrimage. Eight Instants. Four Kha'zix's Return. Four Grapple with the Past. Two Artifacts in Corrupted Graphstone. Four Enchantments in Vessel of Nascency. And 21 lands. It sounds like a pile. It sounds like a pile you're talking about right now. The lands being three shivery, four coasts, one mountain, three islands, seven forests, three game trails. Yeah, it sounds like a pile. I'm just going to keep saying it. So, realistically, Top this deck is protars. a pile. Still sounds like a pile, asshole. But here's the thing. <laughs> what other deck's going to cast Emrakul for six? Eh, Okay. I'm on his. <laughs> I'm on with him on this one. Yeah. This deck's gonna cast Emrakul for six. I mean, you and can't... it's just gonna be like, oh, by the way, yeah, the vessel's probably gonna push that along. Yeah. The vessels, the gather the packs, the grapple with the pasts. Yeah. This deck is made to get there. Yeah. Um. So it's a little landlight, and that's something I really don't like about this list. Like I said, it's only got twenty-one, but it's playing Pilgrim's Eye and Gnarlwood Dryad. The Pilgrim's Eye is an adorable piece of tech that I love. Oh, doesn't that get a basic land and it's an artifact creature? It's Ooh. three mana for an artifact creature. It's like a one-two flyer or some shit. Yeah, it's, um, it's nothing... The body's not that good. When it enters the battlefield, you yeah, search for not, a basic land, put it in your hand. It is yeah, the relevant part. Yeah, it's not useful on the battlefield. It's useful when you put it on and then put it in your graveyard. Nobody well, you emerge with it. <laughs> yeah, here, it's a 1-1 one, one flyer is its body. Yeah. So you play that on turn three. Turn four, you play a land. The land that you got off of it, mind you. Yeah. And then you pass turn during your opponent's upkeep. Blue, blue, two other colorless mana. Sack your pilgrim's eye. Tap down all your lands. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You just get to miss one click them. Yeah. Just like the other Hammer Emerge deck. You're just miss one clicking people. But this one's doing it with pilgrim's eye, which enables the delirium better by hitting artifact and creature simultaneously. Yep. yep. Yep, yep. Um, it's yep, like, yep, 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 that's yep, just yep. a super huh? good thing for this stack. Uh, like I said, it's only playing 21 lands, so it has a pretty good chance of getting land screwed sometimes. But it's also casting Emrakul for six mana. And it's got... So it doesn't really care. Yeah, doesn't the Corrupted Graphstone and the Pilgrim's Eye kind of make up for that? How many Pilgrim's Eye is he running? Three Pilgrim's Eye. Okay. So the big thing to know with this deck is it was playing Gnarlwood Dryad. And there were turns where I was just watching this thing play, and it would, like, turn one Narwood Dryad, turn two uh, Vessel Narwood Dryad, turn three, beat with Narwood Dryads, mid-combat, crack Vessel, hit Delirium, plus its third land drop, and battle for six. Damn. That's nice. That's it's nice. Like, this actually happened on stream. It's like, wow. That is really displaying the power of dedicating to Delirium. Yep. And Emrakul. this really does go all in Delirium. Yeah, it's got least. all seven yeah. types. Yeah. Which is probably why it's playing that one Chandra Flamecaller. I don't think it's playing it because it wants to ever actually cast it. Just I think it it's playing yard. it because it goes to the yard for Delirium. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, admittedly, it is probably the best Planeswalker that you could have for a deck like this. 
potential argument for Kiora being uh, another good planeswalker for a list like this. Right. Well, I think I think uh, the thing is with the planeswalker, they chose Chandra specifically because of the idea that Chandra doesn't stay around for long. Chandra's hitting the yard because when Chandra hits the field and Chandra pluses then you're taking a lot of damage. And if you're not taking a lot of damage, your creatures are dying. Mm -hmm. And if your creatures aren't dying, then it's a last-ditch effort to get Delirium. Last-ditch what? Last-ditch effort to get Delirium because you're discarding your hand. So, I mean... And you're drawing it, another card. It does a lot of things for this deck. Yeah, it does like, a, a lot of the work that needs to be done, but it's mostly necessary to be in the yard. Yeah, so again... And it's going to be there because any player who sees that wants to go to the yard. Right. So again, this interrupting again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think the land's a little light. Um, I Shut do up, like Jim. the vessel. Vessel is a card that I'm very high on right now. I think it's a great card. It's like a common or uncommon from Shadows. I think it's uncommon. It's super good at enabling Delirium. It finds you everything but an instant or sorcery. So it also helps fuel your draw step. Well, not necessarily your draw steps, but it it finds things for you. It can help you find your next land drop. It can help you find a creature if you need it. Um, it can find your mana rock for your corrupted graph stone. Or it can just let those things sit in the yard and get you delirium so you can catch your armicle easier. Yeah. Like, the card has a lot of flexibility and uses. Because it's also worded that you may choose up to one. So you don't even have to take anything that you find if you want it in the yard to enable delirium. Uh, yeah. Sideboard. Two Dispel, one Coast from the Blind Eternities, two Jace from Prodigy, one Down Protector, two Fiery Impulse, two Invasive Surgery... One Summary Dismissal, one Clip Wings, one Negate, two Shaman of Forgotten Ways. Again, Shaman of Forgotten Ways, a card that went completely unnoticed for its entire standard career. But if you go turn three Shaman, it basically lets you do the same thing as the Pilgrim's Eye does. Except it's got a bigger body, so it has a chance of living in more matchups. A lot of these decks aren't playing a lot of removal, if you Which I kind listen of to the list. Except for the black ones. The black ones are, like, all in on removal. I kind of find it funny that uh, not a lot of removal is being played, which is allowing Jace to be played more. Because yes. Jace took a huge drop in playability because of all the removal we had. Now he's starting to see a resurgence. Yep. So right before he leaves. There's something cute about this sideboard that I, I figured that we should mention. It's only playing one Curse from the Blind Eternity in the mm -hmm. board. And it's not playing any Eldrazi in there. So what I'm assuming it's for is aggressive decks where you would shave on your Eldrazi for, you know, like the probably maybe the shamans the and impulses, impulses the and stuff like that. Bodies and things to get in the way. Yeah, and then you just shave on your Eldrazi so that way you can coax for them later instead of just drawing eight drops that you can't cast. I also think it's for the black decks that are going to infinite obliteration because Coax says also you can fire. pull it from Exile... Or your sideboard. Yeah. So if they infinite obliteration, your emeralds, you've still got this coax from blind and eternities that they can't do anything about. That's yep. also fair. Yep. All right. Okay. To so the top dog. To number, the one. number one list by Lucas. Can somebody say Blohan? Because I don't want to say that wrong and say something very inappropriate. Um, <laughs> but it's an Orzov control deck, uh, black white control, uh, which has actually this looks very similar to a list I would play. Uh, basically just a lot of good cards. We have three Liliana, The Last Hope, two Obnixilis Reignited, one Soaring Grim Nemesis, uh, three Kalitas, Traitor of Get, three Archangel Abyssin, one Linvala, The Preserver, and then we have two Transgress the Mind, three Read the Bones, three, or two Ruinous Path, four Languish, then into Instance we have four Grasp of Darkness, two Ultimate Price, two Hallowed Moonlight, 
two Anguish on making, and then of course because it's a control deck, it has 26 lands with uh, four of the Mad Land, Shambling Vent, four Forsaken Sanctuary, four Caves of Coilos, a Blighted Fen, four Plains, and nine Swamp. I find it interesting that Ultimate Price is finding its way into a lot of these decks. So, Ultimate Price is picking up a lot of popularity. Um, give me a second to remember why. Uh, Sylvan uh, Advocate? Tyler's Sylvan Tracker. Advocate? Tyler's Tracker. Tyler's Tracker. Kali Toss, Archangel Avison. Yeah. Uh, Gisela Bruna or combo. Bruna. It kills one or the other. It does yes, not kill the flip it does, side. It does not kill the backside, but it does uh, kill one or the other. Um, you can't even technically cast it when it's on this backside. I feel like those are the big hits for it. Yeah. Um, like, we're at a point where a bunch of monokeller creatures are seeing more play. Yep. And it's really good at dealing with those. Yep. Kills Ishkana's. Does, in fact, kill Ishkana. See, I like I like the Liliana Kalitas combo there. Because Liliana's emblem only goes off, goes really well with Kalitas. Especially if you have a well-timed languish and then move to your end step. Mm. It's just it's just beautiful. All the Zambies. All the Zambies, indeed. So I don't know what else we want to talk about, because the only ones you have highlighted here are Liliana and Hallowed Moonlight, which we've already discussed. So the thing about this one is the Hallowed Moonlight's in the main deck. Yeah. yeah. Which means he was hedging very, very hard against the Bant Coco-type decks. Which is, you know, it's safe to assume which is there's going to be a lot of yeah. them. Yeah. Um, another thing that I really like about this list that I forgot to highlight was the one Limvala, the Preserver, in the main deck. Yeah. So, that card is probably going to start seeing some more play in these control-type decks. Because it makes multiple bodies while potentially gaining life. Right. Well, it potentially makes multiple bodies while potentially gaining life. It's also a 3-5 flyer. It's big. It's 6 man. I remember that. It's a 5-5. It is a 5-5. When it enters the battlefield, an opponent has more life than you. You gain five life. When it enters the battlefield, if an opponent controls more creatures than you, put a 3-3 white angel creature token with flying onto the battlefield. And it's a 5-5 five, five so, flyer itself for six. If right. you're not getting either of them, it's still fine as a kill condition. because yeah, it's, it's a 5-5 five, five for, for six. That flies. Um, if you get either of them, I think it pushes the card a little bit. It doesn't push it over the top, but it just makes it better. But if you get both of them... That's when it's pushed over the top. So this card's very reminiscent of Timely Reinforcements for anybody that's not familiar with that card. It's a two and a white sorcery. If your opponent has more life than you, gain six life. If your opponent has more creatures than you, put three one one uh, white soldier creature tokens onto the field under your control. So it's very reminiscent of that card. Um, I'm more than willing to pay three extra mana to have a five five body with that. Yeah. yeah. I would happily do that. Yeah, and not only that, but, you know, this one gets around Viral and Plague, where you'll have a 1-1 angel, but you'll still have it. Right. You have a spirit now. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> well, yeah, the other one, they all just died to that, so that's, yeah. Um, what was it? Oh, Hollow Moonlight also hits the zombie decks. Yeah. Yep. Um, and stuff that's doing stuff with that. So, okay, like, so I think- it's not specifically for Bank Coco, but that's probably what he was hedging for. So we may actually want to put Bank uh, Limbaugh's into this. Okay, so probably. do we want to move on to the sideboard of this and go over that real quick here? Yep, let's hammer out the sideboard the real sideboard, quick. sideboard, n- nothing really too uh, too overwhelming here. We got one Ultimate Price, one Transgress the Mind, one Anguished... Um, I did request that. Uh, one Anguished Unmaking, four Duress, two Dead White, two Infinite Obliteration, and now for the interesting thing, four Gideon, Ally of Zendikar's. 
So I really like the Gideon because it lets this thing just crush control mirrors. Mm -hmm. um, in that it changes from like, if you look at a game one, it stances a very hard control deck. Mm -hmm. um, these type of decks don't have a lot of good answers for Planeswalkers. And Gideon's a very good Planeswalker to make them answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and this definitely just makes, you know, it just basically becomes a token deck from hell with Gideon in there because just pumping everything and you're just making all of these tokens and they just keep getting larger and larger as it goes. Yeah, like, Gideon's just super strong. Like, <laughs> he makes a 2-2 and then he's a 5-5 that battles if you don't want to go on the token route or if your opponent has real and plague or something like that down. Yeah. It, it definitely does get there at some point. Um, the nice thing about the cyborg is it does a little bit against everything. Because you have the infinite obliterations, transgress the mines, maybe the ultimate price, the duresses for ramp decks. Oh. Um, it has stuff against other control decks, mainly the Gideon, the transgress, the anguish on making, and also the duresses. Because yep. duresses are good against control decks, who knew? So, um, so a card I'm a little surprised not to see in any of these black deck sideboards is Collective Brutality. Why is that? So Collective Brutality is our black Escalate card. It's one in a black. The additional cost is pretty high, which is the main reason I can see it not being played. Um, so the Escalate's discard card. You choose one or more modes for one in a black. Sorcery. Target opponent reveals his or her hand. You choose an instant or sorcery card from it. That player discards that card. Okay. So it's almost duress. It's not quite. It can't hit the Planeswalkers, Enchantments, Artifacts. Right. Um, target creature gets minus two, minus two until end of turn. Uh -huh. Or target opponent loses two life and you gain two life. Hmm. So this thing can do a lot. It can. But I think that the Escalate discard is the major drawback for it. Unless you're running Delirium. Even uh, if you're running Delirium, the discard card may be a really high cost. Um, it, It's a high cost, but in a deck like this, it kind of looks like... Delirium Madness. Um, hey? In this Bye. deck, they're playing Hollowed Moonlights, Read the Bones, Omnix List, and Sorens to draw you cards. So it's still a high cost, but I can see them maybe playing, like, one. Yeah, this does have a ton of draw, too, if they um, really get them going. I would see it as a two-of in the board in this list, if anything. I'm not a big fan of the, what, third ultimate price? Is that in the board? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan of that. And I... This doesn't have anything with Delirium, right? Uh, no. I don't believe so. It also has the third Anguish Unmaking, which I feel like is a risky move, too. Though it does have... Does, does it have... Yeah, it's got Kali Toss, so it has life gain, so... I'd probably like it over one of the Deadweights as well, if I was going to change anything on this. Yeah. yeah. But who are we to change a number one deck? Yeah, he won yeah, the Pro Tour I mean, he won the Pro it, Tour, so, so yeah, obviously so. he knows something we don't. Yeah. But on the, surface, on the surface, I'm looking at these, and it's like, I'm not a super big fan of these. It may be because I just like Collective Brutality as a card. I like having flexibility like that. I like having options like that. Right. And I think this is one of the decks that can get away with playing it. Yeah. Also, he had specifically for Bant Coco. That's fair. Um, so, like, he played the Deadweights for that deck to kill probably Jace's and... Um, I don't know what else. But Brutality does that. I, I feel like, I feel like Linvala fixes this list because I saw a lot of people playing like Orzhov controls that were really slow and stally, but they <coughs> didn't really have anything that gets there, and I feel like Linvala fixes that. Linvala definitely helps. Um, I'm a big fan of the Linvala. 
I think Limvalo is about to see her time in standard, and I think that she's been a very underrated card for a long time. Yeah, I, I can't remember if those cards ran Arca or if those decks ran Archangel Avison. I mean, I mean, I would imagine so, but. A lot of them were creature lights, so maybe not, because all they had was like maybe the Kali toss. So I'm not. And even then, there. this only has seven creatures. Yeah, but still, I mean, they are creatures that you'd want. There's seven really good creatures. Yeah, and you which know, is really good for that uh, Liliana over there to buy back as well. Yeah, and it has yeah. more of that creature generation, really. So that's where that Avison comes from. Is you just have a ton of bodies that you want to keep. Not, you know, inherent with the creature count, but with... I mean, also, it's a 4-4 four, four for 5 that has flash in yeah. flying. So, yeah. like, even then, it's good as a kill condition in a deck like this. So, probably the best thing about this deck is if it really wants to or gets the option to, it can, like, flash out Abyssin on turn 5, and then on turn 6, um, slam down a Kali Toss on a removal spell to generate value immediately. Mm hmm Good. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, flash out an Avacyn, turn five, then turn six, play Soren. You'd be like, ha. <laughs> you can do that. Deal well. with both of them. Soren is very good at protecting. Uh, very good at protecting Soren, and yeah. Soren's very good at making sure things get out of Avacyn's way. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They work well together, but they also don't work well together anymore. Anymore. Because Avacyn doesn't exist. Well, Soren got rid of her. It was painful for him. Oh, that well. was his bay. <laughs> you could say he was anguished about the unmaking. I mean, that is kind of... That's not even a pun! That is the card! Yeah. Come on, man! I know. I'm sorry. I had it's to. not even a pun! All right. So what do we have here sitting in front of you? Because I think we're done a talking about A pile of... Stuff. I'm not going <laughs> to say it's trash because it's not trash. So this is a blue-white pile... This kid messaged me last night asking if I had an extra deck for FNM, and it's like, well, kinda, I have this idea. So I built this, like, I'd already started to build most of it, and then I just finished it because he asked about it. So, did you go ahead and read off the list that you played yesterday at FNM, and then today at game day, and uh, it is currently the, in another alteration? Yeah, this is, that in I think the is better newest than the alteration than what, what I played at FNM and today. Uh, so it's it's a blue white control deck like Tyson said, but um, it has two Archangel Avicens, three Dosens of Perfection, which I thought the card was bad. Um, I fell in love with it. I really <laughs> did. Uh, and one Elder Deep Fiend. I'm thought I didn't, I wasn't sure if we were playing one or we were gonna change that to two or whatever it was. We want to change it to two at some point, but find me the slot for it. That's the point I was making. Anyways, that's just it's just playing. Six creatures. That's it. Um, I mean, I mean that black-white controllers was playing yeah. seven. Yeah, it's controllers. That's I mean, fair. Um, which, admittedly, I think we put in the other Limbalo before another Elder D Fiend, honestly. That's probably correct. But anywho, it's playing four Anticipates, four Blessed Alliances, which... Freaking love the card. You do. It's I, the reason I built the card I'm deck. still on the edge about the card. I don't like Unsubstantiates... Um, Still another one of my cards that I love. Yeah, I know you love it, but I don't really like it in this deck specifically. I feel like, I feel like Unsubstantiate has more of a place in boards than most of yeah, the sideboards in, in, in most decks. Yeah, in tempo decks and also something that... Cause like my heart, guys. I, I don't know. I, I didn't I'm like sorry, it I'm sorry, I love the it. card too. I just feel like it's more comfortable as a sideboard card. Um, so the the pseudo counterspell package, the two, sub, or two Unsubstantiates... Four Sky of the Winds and four summer, or two summary dismissals. Baby! Which, 
that's just counter spells. I mean, they're fine. Um, the one card, the two cards in this deck that I fell in love with for no reason at all is Fortune's Favor. Um, you know what this thing does? No. <laughs> Three and a blue instant. Okay. Target opponent looks at the top four cards of your deck. Okay. Separates them into two piles. Mm -hmm. One pile is face up, one pile is face down. You then choose one of those to go to your hand, the other one goes to the graveyard. Okay. You Sounds always bad. You always choose the face down one, don't you? Almost always. <laughs> okay. Because how it works is they're they're gonna show you something that they they think you want on the face up pile, and they're gonna hide something you they don't want you to have in the face down pile. Yeah. Like earlier today, my I cast this at the on the end of their turn four, and I'm like, okay, how are you gonna do this? He separated into three face up, one face down. I took the face up because that's just pure value. Yeah. But the one face down card was a counter spell. And I knew that he didn't like counterspells then because I, I already had two in my hand. I didn't really care that I lost out on it. So I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to hold up counterspells now. <laughs> like, just because you showed me that thing is face down and you don't want me to have that, I will hold it up now. Jesus. Like, it, it doesn't seem like it would be a good card, but I freaking love it. I mean, I did put it in the list for a reason. I That's don't just fair. randomly pick trash cards, you know. Um, <laughs> well, I do that a lot, actually, but I don't always do it. Actually, okay. okay along along with the pseudo yes, card yes, draw, yes, you do. we have we just now put this in here four take inventories, and then the removal packages: uh, one planar outburst, two descent upon the sinful, one tragic arrogance, and three quarantine fields. Um, quarantine field. Does something really cute in this deck because we were boarding um, Crusher Tentacles, which... Of course you were. <laughs> we were only boarding one of them, but you can cast Quarantine Field for X equals zero. Right. So you don't exile any other stuff. Right. So then you just surge the Crusher Tentacles after it and then bring back your Quarantine Field so that way you bait them into playing more stuff. So wait a second. Hold on. <laughs> hold, on hold on one second. So what one, we, what one do you want to pull up, Tim? Uh, Are you crush, looking for Crush? I'm looking for Crush. Okay, so Crush of Tentacles is 4 blue-blue, and it has a surge cost of 3 blue-blue. Okay. You may cast a spell for its surge cost if your teammate has cast another spell this turn. Okay. So what Ginger here is saying is playing oh, okay, Quarantine so. Field for white-white and no X cost, so yep, you cast yep. a spell for the turn. Then you cast Crush for its surge cost. Return all non-land permanents to their owner's hand. So the quarantine field that you just played is going to be back in your hand by the time the storm yep. resolves. Yep. And then you get an eight-eight kraken or an eight-eight yeah. octopus, which is the best way to do this because if you if you quarantine field something with your quarantine yes. field, you get the quarantine field back and they get that on the field. So yeah. you basically the best way to do that is, is for, for zero, zero yeah. and then you can play that. And now that you have an eight-eight, you force them to play more stuff. So then you can quarantine field again. Mm -hmm. And this basically means at this point that you have seven mana, or is it? You'd have, you seven, have seven mana. mana yeah, seven mana. Which means you play another land, you can you can get rid of three things. Yeah, correct. And this deck's designed to do that. I, I, I didn't playing. know it was going to do this, and then I'm sitting there looking at it with both of them in my hand, I'm like, oh. Oh, <laughs> this is adorable. Oh. <laughs> oh my. The deck's also playing 25 lands. I trimmed one because he was... He says it's having a lot of problems. It has too many lands more often than not. We also added some more card draw, some more card selection, so it's easier to find more lands if you need them now. 
But the land suite is eight islands, eight plains, four meandering river, one prairie stream, four evolving wilds. This deck was built with a budget um, and out of cards that I already own. Um, it's really funny because he was like, oh, built with a budget as he's flashing me my full art battle for Zendikar Islands. Next to White Border Basics. My original Zendikar full art islands by Veronique McNode that are foil. Which are like 30 bucks a pop. And he's like, budget, huh? As he's holding like $100 in his mana base. <laughs> Next to White Border Basics. Yeah, so like, <laughs> the thing is, if I don't have those islands in there, those three islands can pick me up this entire deck. Yeah. Uh, minus the Avacins that we don't technically have for yet. I mean, quite. the Avacins are down to like 25 or 30 now. You can get this entire deck for less than $100. Well, it, it's a good deck. I'm not going to act like it's not. It has a lot of potential. Um, it definitely needs tuned more, considering this thing was literally just built. Um, yeah, I mean, I built it Friday. You played it in FNM. You wanted to tweak it Saturday. You played it in game day. And then we tweaked it again. And if you want to play it Sunday, you can play it Sunday. Yeah. This is basically how it works. But, like, if you want to make it more budget and you don't feel like getting the Archangel Avacins, we talked about Limvala Keeper of Silence Preserver. Earlier? Preserver. Limvala the Preserver earlier. She's not more than, like, five bucks, yeah. right? Yeah, I doubt it. She's Pull not that it much. Off. All right, all right. So what else do we have to talk about here? Are we coming towards the end of this? Uh, that's pretty much it. Okay. Uh, do we know what we want to talk about next week? Uh, I don't think so yet. What's Limvala at? Four dollars. Four bucks. So she's not more than five bucks. If you want to make it more budget, cut the Archangels, put in Limbalos. There you go. Perfectly fine. So, all right. So we have no idea what we're talking about next week, so we don't get to warn you this time. Uh, I may uh, I may bring my deck with me so we can talk about that, since we wanted to talk about that this time, since they're talking about their brew. Uh, so we might just have a brewer's corner in these things now. Um, actually, I might bring my modern deck instead. Let me switch actually, it up a little bit. That may not be a th uh, bad idea. Modern. If you guys want to see something like that at the end of the episodes where we go with the list that we brewed that's relatively budget, we'll try to keep it under probably like 100, uh, 150 I'd say, bucks I'd say tops. for the format. Actually, we, I don't, we have to choose for yeah, the format. Yeah, because my modern yeah. deck is definitely not under 100. I mean, it's obviously not Stand, done. Standard under 100, mm -hmm. modern under 150, legacy. Well, modern would probably have to be under like be. 2 for budget, realistically. I, I guess that's fair. Uh, depending upon what format, we'll choose budget. I, I think it might be under 2, if, depending on what spell colors cost right now. We can do budget EDH! Oh, God. I'd rather oh, not. I had to do that. No. Um, All right, so we've actually, uh, oh, jeez, actually giving you guys a long episode this time. Well, wait, so right now we can talk about Modern uh, Legacy again, which I don't think we've really talked about Legacy all that well. Uh, we haven't talked about it in great detail, uh, but it has been mentioned in Vintage. Since that's here. We can talk about Vintage. I mean, I'm, I could talk about Vintage. But that's me. I mean, at least two of us um, could talk about vintage. Something interesting that I wouldn't mind talking about is also cube drafting. So the problem with cube drafting and discussing it is it's very cube cubes, are, cubes are very different. Yeah, find yes. me a cube that is the all use this cube sure. until holiday cube comes around or something like that. We can't really do that, and if we want to do holiday cube, that means we have to deal with moto. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah. Good. The I'm mere good. thought of it just gave me heebie-jeebies. Yeah, if we if we we may someday do a Moto uh, episode, but that's going to be with three totally different people because none of us want to deal with it. I, I'll so deal basically, with Moto, but oh, okay. I so don't. Gingy's gonna run that one. Me and Tyson are going on holiday. You can find two other schmucks to do it. No, I'll be here telling what to do. I just don't want to deal with the functions. <laughs> that's where I would stand on the thing, actually. Okay. 
Well, I think we better uh, we better wrap this up. Oh, you look like you put your hand out like you had something you wanted to say. So what is it? What do you? I want? was about to. So like I was saying before, we got sidetracked. If you want us to start talking about like you know budget decks for standard, modern, whatever, go ahead. Email us. What's our email again, Tim? Our email would be memorylapsepodcast at gmail.com. See, he just says it so nice. That's we what haven't, I kick we it haven't gotten him. a single email yet. Well, we're on what our twelfth episode this week. We haven't gotten a single email. You yet. You hear that, guys? He is telling you to spam the folder with emails. <laughs> so anyhow, email us, comment on the podcast, or whatever it is. Tim checks the stuff. I don't know what it is for sure. Uh, let us know what you guys want to see. If you want to see more budget lists, something like this blue-white list, see where it develops, where it tunes. You know, we'll try making other standard decks for under 100 bucks. Things of that nature. Yeah, I, I didn't know. know about this stipulation because my standard deck's not, unless Tameo took a huge well, price drop. It wasn't a stipulation <laughs> until, no, but, until I like, looked, looked at the at price it, of this yeah. and it was like, Wow, this is actually really cheap. Somebody could go to their LGS and probably build this thing for like seventy-five dollars, okay. and that's including the Archangel Avisons. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Like, Here, where's Archangel Avisons? Oh Jesus! Uh, sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say twenty-five. Call on it. Uh, nope. twenty-five. Yes. There Ooh. you go. So Ooh. for like seventy-five bucks, you could build this entire list. Wow. All right. Uh, I guess. Can we please wrap this up now? Because I have to have a pee. Oh, well, now yeah. it's seventy-five minutes. Huh? No, it's over seventy-five it's minutes. Not. No, yeah, it's like <laughs> eighty-one or something with the theme song and stuff. See, that's a dollar a minute for this deck. <laughs> All right, I'm done. that's the real yeah, reward at the end of the tunnel. That's it. I'm right. done. All right. Uh, all right. Thank you for listening, and remember, uh, contact us at memory lapse at G- our memory lapse podcast at gmail.com, and we will. Uh, Answer any questions or, you know, talk about any topics you want us to discuss because we are uh, just coming up with them out of the seat of our pants here. So, yeah, that's us, and uh, we'd like to hear from you. Uh, things you have to say about the podcast, we do listen to everything. Uh, we have had people, uh, unfortunately, not email us, but they'll actually come up to us and complain. So <laughs> <laughs> That must be well, a you thing because I haven't heard any of them yet. No, I, yeah, the, it's been here. It's been here. Remember the oh, guy? Oh, yeah, the complained? one about you swearing too much. Yeah, which is why I've been working on that. I've been, actually, no, I've been pretty good about that. So. Speaking of, when I listened to your Tyrion 2000 one, it's like, my God, does he swear a lot. Uh, I think it just came to a, there were a few points where the game was just really frustrating. Though uh, we're talking about... Anywho. All right. So let's wrap this up for reals this time. All right. So remember, contact us at memorylapsepodcast at gmail.com and, you know, throw us a bone here, people. Come on. I get lonely. Fourth side off of the night. All right. Spam the folder as many times as possible. We're just going to get a bunch of emails from Travis. (laughs) That's all it's going to be. I'm perfectly okay with that (laughs) because I can hear you complain about it. (laughs) Maybe he'll ask us to broom something for FNM. I, I doubt it. He loves his wacky decks. But anyway, exactly. thank, you, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, that's it for us. Have a great day or night or whatever it is. Whatever it this is. This is Tim. Jinji. <gasps> Tyson. Oh, God. Tyson had an idea. Yep. Next time. All right. Uh-oh. Bye. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, God. We get to deal with it now.